0: Pittsburgh, Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Tuesday night. It's just after nine, and I can't say, as always, we've we've been off a little bit for the last couple of weeks, but we're back for a regular show tonight, and with me, as almost always, is my big brother, Rich. How you doing tonight, Rich?
1: I've been here every tuesday night for i don't know how long um yeah you know you were the one that bailed out a couple weeks ago just, yeah, that's, you know, just that's... You know. hey things are going well tonight after several days of very you know warm humid temperatures here in the mountains the current temperature is somewhere in the 50s mm-hmm. so it's nice and chilly out well i wouldn't say chilly out but it's chilly compared to you know 86 and 90 90- something percent humidity the other day uh, i know what you mean so,
0: it's it's in the 60s here where i am and it's like yeah this is like it almost feels like fall football weather like really springtime yeah there you it, go it, it, football it, weather. yeah fall football weather that's what we am talking about that's that's what I, I thought it was like but yeah it, it's shortly it's gonna get hot again this week but um all right before we get too far i gotta address a couple people in the live chat tra- mm-hmm.
1: live chat already <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, double HH and, you know, Michael O'Malley in there, you know, talking about, hey, what's going on? Somebody must be delayed or out, you know. Thanks, double HH. No, the delay, believe it or not, was because of Dave and my communication issue we had on the topic of the show tonight. Dave had texted me the topic for the show tonight, but he had put the actual title. More in the Slack channel. I missed it in the Slack channel. Picked it up on the text, and I didn't read them. But they were not both exactly the same, so I read them differently. So he, I had to. Dave had (laughs) to call for me for a minute so that I could get my list right.
0: Well, because my was not right. It's kind of like this. Have you ever read a synopsis of a book? Um, but the but the title actually gives away a little bit. To what it's about. And without the title and the synopsis, you might not get the whole story. And I just, you know, we got, I thought you had the whole story. I thought I was giving you more in, in depth to expand on what I, what was already said. And here you didn't see what was said in the first place, but we got it. We're together. We're going to do our thing. We're, we're-, we're- we, we do have Still to do we That's all it that matters. Yeah, we, we were here together last week, but last week's show was very different. If you didn't catch last week's show, make sure you go back whether you you know catch it on YouTube or go back and listen to the audio on the podcast. You know, leading up to, to Father's Day, we had Sam Highsmith, Alex Highsmith's father, on the show. He was here for the full time, the full hour plus with us, just talking. Being a dad, being a dad with the Steelers, just you know, Alex's journey, just how how he interacts with other people as part of the Steelers family. It was just it was a great time, wasn't it, Rich? It was just
1: talking. It was. Yep. It was a great time. And you know, might as well let everybody out there, you know, that's listening know he hung around and talked to us for another 20 minutes after we yes, were he done. Did.
0: <laughs> we had was, a good old chat. It yeah. was, it
1: was great. So yeah, um, so yeah, if you missed that, definitely try to go back and catch it somewhere. It was really, um, it was a different kind of show for us, but it was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, it was. It was just an idea that I had that I'm like, I'd like to kind of do something for Father's Day, you know, leading up to it. And I, I asked him to come on our show, you know, with you and I being brothers, it's kind of that dynamic and kind of family ask if you know what i mean so yep. i thought it was a good one so sam sam came on this show i mean i offered him that he could come on you know whichever night was best for him and uh luckily it worked out to be here and and it was it it was a just a just a great time just very enlightening you know he even if you're listening in podcast form the, then you missed it because we. we you Know there's only so much you can do. He actually showed us some some pictures of Alex from high school, showed us, you know, kind of how he was built early on, then how he filled out into his junior year, a lot of things. Just a really good time. But uh we can move on from that. We we spent so much on that last week. Um, as you could tell, we, we had a great time, so we could talk about it again um tonight, but we're not going to. Um, man, we are we are in it, we are in the last part of the off season. This this is the off of the off season if you know what I mean. This from the time mini, mini camp ends to the time training camp begins, you got nothing. And most everything is when it's no news is good news. The only thing that's happened since mini camp was one player came in for a visit on Friday that was reported, which then of course set up some red flags. Why would the Steelers need to bring in a former pro bowl right guard um that some questions arose with with David DeCastro I wrote an article for the website do you want to throw out anything about that Rich we have one other thing to talk about with newswise but specifically about Trey Turner um coming in he he had a bad year last year he really did he was he did. out of out of all the guards that were ranked in PFF he was next to last. He was by far the worst run blocking guard of anyone that took a snap in, in the NFL last year, according to PFF. I'm, I'll leave did, it at that. Did
1: that have any, You know, Did that have anything to do with his change of scenery for last year?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Cause he was traded. It's not that he, you know, went and signed somewhere else. He was traded for Russell Wacoon, went, went from the Panthers to the Chargers. And, it just might not have been a good fit. Don't no- notice there's no contract. So take it for right. what it's worth. But um, I gave – I threw out several hypotheses about what it, why they could be doing it. Um, it was on the article at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, uh, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But um, anything else about that? I didn't want to make it seem like i cut you off or anything. Nope. That was it. Yeah. The, the only other thing is where – In almost everything that happens right now, no news is good news. There's only two pieces of news that we want to hear between now and training camp. One is finally getting Kendrick Green signed because he's the only draft pick that hasn't signed. This was an article I did a while ago. When I started to research it, I realized, wow, there's only like a couple players out of a gap out of this was at the time. Some more may have signed since. But at a, of a gap of about twenty-five players in the third round, there was only two of them that were signed. So it's that there's just a, it's how things fall in line based on everything else with the, with with the rookie scale and everything. But the other one is the news that hasn't happened yet, and that is we're trying to count down to training camp. Yeah. They have made the announcement yet. Oh, it'll what happen. do you think, Rich? They're going to the Tro. Forget it. Okay.
1: they're the Steelers. That's where they go.
0: Yeah. Okay. They're that they're that yeah.
1: I, I like to tell myself, didn't they have a day where they couldn't find them last year or something? You know, where are the Steelers, right? yeah,
0: they were in Latrobe,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm using the date as the date that the NFL said that the Steelers could start, and that's July 21st. That's what we're counting down to when we started our countdown to stuff at behindthesteelcurtain.com. We've got daily articles, we've got one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Jeff Hart, and I'm involved with both of them. Jeff Hartman and I are counting down 30 scenarios in 30 days. It's basically, we have to give a prediction of it. You can call it 30 predictions in 30 days. Um, so we each, we give a scenario one day, and then we we say a little bit about both sides and then what we think will happen. Um, Jeff started off with, you know, not um, not Najee Harris. Will he break Franco Harris's rookie records? Um, mine, which was out today with day two, was um, saying the Steelers are, will the Steelers get to 60 sacks this year with the extra game and everything else? So that's the series you have going on. Then I'm jumping in to help out Michael Beck because I didn't want him to be too overwhelmed with it um, because... Based on his, you know, when he did this last year, Michael was, was doing more writing for the website before he took over the social media stuff. So he, you know, he, he does, he only has half the articles that he used to have. And last year he wrote 90. Yeah. We'll get to that one. 90 articles about the entire offseason roster. And it went well in the training camp and everything else this year. We're doing it. We're calling it the Steelers trifecta. Cause we needed to do something that was meant three is that. Three players a day we're covering for the Steelers offseason roster. So Michael did yesterday's, I did today. He has tomorrow. Um, we're basically going kind of every other day. We have a set schedule with that. So make sure you're checking out those things. But we're counting down to the 21st. I did see one thing about training camp before I get back to what you, you put on the screen. And that is I did see that in the memo sent to the NFL that that players are not to interact with fans at training camp. So coming through and getting autographs and things like that is not supposed to happen this year unless they come out and change that. So um, did you want to say something about what you brought up there, Rich? Dave stirred up the pot with an article. <laughs> I did, but did you I read thought, my explanation? You know,
1: I read your explanation, but I, I didn't even find the article and get the time to go look at it and everything because I told you I was pretty busy at work yesterday. Okay. And, you know, but that, it turns out, you know, I was talking about missing what David put in the Slack channel. Yeah, that was yesterday. And the Slack channel was blowing up over Dave stirring up, <laughs> stirring a pot with his article. So
0: Okay. That's so I know we're going to get, we need to get into our topic, but I, since you brought it up, I have to say it, the article was the title of the article was "Are miserable Steelers fans, really fans of the Steelers. And I laid out what I meant by a miserable Steelers fan that. I said you have realistic Steelers fans and things like that. I'm talking where well, you take it to the next level. I'm talking about that guy that in you know, being around them for years, you have yet to hear one positive thing about the Steelers. You you know, they don't cheer, they don't the Steelers could win the Super Bowl and they're and and they're going to talk about all oh, they have too many free agents they'll never repeat you know, 30 seconds after the clock hit zeros. um, The Steelers could win a game. I gave the example of 38 to nothing because I didn't want to bring up a specific example, if you know what I mean. And and people were still going to complain about how they didn't score more points. They had to settle for a field goal. They should have got a sack on, where where instead they gave up a three-yard completion on third and 17, things like that, that even when everything goes right, all you want to talk about is what's wrong. And that was the question. And people started to get upset. And the community manager said said today to me in an email, it's like, it's like they didn't read the whole thing because, or they made up their mind part way through. Because what I said halfway through was, yes, they are still real fans. They still are fans of the Steelers. They just they just do their stuff in a different way. They're just, How they express themselves differently. People, yeah. And I'm like, and it's just kind of like other things with life, and we need to understand that we're not all the same. But they also have to understand that 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 those of us that are, and I went and listened. Like, there's some people that are crazy enough they dress up when they go to games. Guilty, I do. You know, you know, people that that you know are are really crazy and optimistic and things like that. That's me. But you have to realize that if you want to be nothing but miserable. Then other Steeler fans might not want to be around you. And there are some people that took offense, probably because some of them were fans that are more realistic, and the other ones took offense probably because they needed to. Um, but there was more to that story. That is not what I intended to do with that. I wrote that I started writing that article on Saturday. Yeah, that that was my Sunday article. And Jeff saw the title and said, Oh, that's going Monday. That'll that that'll be that that will create some good discussion. Well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um but really, tell him, how would, tell him how the story would have ended. I'll tell him what the story really was. The story really was what I was going to, the big reveal of the story was I was talking about my father, yep. not necessarily how my father really was, but how as a young person, I perceived my father. I'm I'm four years younger than Rich, so I might be a little bit more extreme to it than he was. He might've seen nope. my father actually cheer for the Steelers. I asked myself at times I wonder if my dad hated the Steelers. My dad grew up out in Massachusetts. He ended up in Western Maryland because that's where my mom was from. The Steelers, I mean we only we had an antenna all we had was four channels all from Pittsburgh. So the Steelers what we watched. There were times I wondered I'm like I guess dad doesn't like the Steelers. Because he never had no granted this was the 80s and early 90s. There wasn't much Correct. good to talk about. There was not a lot good to talk about. <laughs> but that was our that was my perception of my father. Now, as I got older, one of the best experiences I ever had was when I took my dad to our first NFL game. it wasn't even the Steelers. I didn't really want to go see a Steelers game with my dad because of that. We went and watched the now known as the football team. And my dad was a blast. He was, I didn't, I mean, he definitely didn't like Washington because that was his best friend's favorite team. So he liked to knock on them. Um, so I thought we were going to go cheering against them, but nope, we were cheering for my dad. He was crazy. He's chanting with, with fans. And it was a different side of my dad with the game of football that I'd never seen before. So then when I finally took him to our first Steelers game and everything, and to see my dad in that light was just so rewarding and, and everything. And now every time we talk, the first thing we talk about is the Steelers, it seems like, but I also wanted to give people a cautionary tale of if you're trying to pass your love for the Steelers on to the next generation, you need to show them that you actually love the Steelers because that was the whole point of the piece. But when Jeff said he wanted to run it Monday and it wasn't father's day, I'm like, I wasn't sure if I should talk about my dad like that, which that I do on a podcast. So I took that as a sign of, I'll just leave it as the, I'll just leave it as the question he, Jeff wanted to talk about. So that was the story.
1: Just, just nice to know that. I, just nice to know after that story. Now that I'm dad's favorite.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it
1: probably what are you was talking you, about? It's I, me now.
0: I, oh. I talked to our father earlier, and all, all he did half the time was talk about you. So, <laughs> so, but that's what that's what it was, and it was kind of the whole notion of I, people that are that are always down on the Steelers. That's not new to me because that's what I felt like growing up. So hold, hold, that's hold what I was saying. And I'm not going to question their fandom because I later saw how much of a fan my dad was when he had got to experience other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, hold, hold on.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to uh, answer Jerry Cherry bands since, okay. you know, he's such a great help to, you know, BTSC Jer, Jerry Absolutely. Cherry band wanted to know who Washington was playing. If I remember correctly, are you talking okay. about the game you and dad saw football team? Then at the time, Redskins versus Eagles.
0: That is correct. Okay. I still don't know which year it was. I, I don't remember It either, was either 04 but... or 05. I know it was a Sunday night game in Washington and they played them on Sunday night in Washington both years. I think it was the second one because I don't think they won. Um, but I went to more games in Washington with my dad. I talked about it on the Father's Day podcast that, that were out. Um, so you could always check that out. But if you're wondering why Rich said that about uh, Jerry Cherry Band, if you are only here on YouTube and Facebook and don't listen to our audio shows, our morning shows, Let's Ride that goes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Live Mike on Tuesday, Steeler Stat Geek which is my show on Thursdays. We have music for our for our intros and everything, courtesy of the Jerry Cherry band. Other than the live mike, he does some weird Canadian stuff. So, um we got a super chat before we get on to this. Yes,
1: so, I'm going to get that. It's fully hey,
0: hey Felicia. Felicia. She said, Dave, stop. I thought that sounded like you were talking about Lance Williams, the hater. Love the show. Bye, and I got to go. No, I'm not. No, no, no. because no, 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 no. They're, they're, because no, here, no. here's the deal. I'm no. not talking about that's, a hater, because you can be realistic, and you can say when the Steelers do things well and when the Steelers don't do things well, and that's right. okay. But I,
1: I don't think I ever once in Lance questioned his Steeler fandom.
0: Never. Not we're talking
1: all. about those folks that you start to think, are they really a fan or are they yeah. just, you know, pretending to play one on TV? You know,
0: <laughs> everything that you hear about them, about the Steelers is bad. And basically if you took off their black and gold and put them in, in dirty baby diaper, brown and orange, you would, you wouldn't notice any difference. Right. So because all they want to do is talk about what, about how the Steelers are, aren't good, everything, you know, the sky is always falling. And, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a difference between, you know, it's, it's like, is there much of a difference between what was me or, or someone else saying take off this hat, put another one and say, yeah, you suck. That's basically, you're all, you're hearing the same narrative from both right. types of fans. And that's so Felicia, I know you said that and I know you said it in jest, but I do want to make sure I do that. That was, that is 100% not who well- I would never say that about Lance. I would never question his fandom. You know, he was, he is who I would put in the realm of a, of a, I don't know if I'd, somewhere between a realistic fan and a pessimistic fan. In other words, like... No, Lance, Lance was a critic. Yeah.
1: well, Like, he was very much going to critique, and what is the easiest thing
0: to critique? Flaws. Yes. There you go. Let's, Let's just say this. If you know, I, I I never had the pleasure of watch, watching a game with Lance, but if there was a play going on, and the and it was let's say it was fourth and four, and the Steelers are in five wide shotgun, everything else, okay? The optimistic fan thinks they're going to get it here. The pessimistic fan says there's no chance they make this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but it doesn't mean. You know, you're, you're saying when you're moving into something that that's the way it's going to be. So this was just a nice discussion. I saw that the live chat was in on the discussion and I know we do want to roll into our topic, which is a kind of a lot of fun tonight. And it's talking about, I got to make sure I changed what word I used, but I wanted to make sure I got this right. Who could be the Steelers training camp darling? Now I use that term for those of you that come around BTSC, (laughs) BTSC. Let's see if I can get all the letters out there um, at the website, you may be familiar with that. Every year at the end of training camp, we we issue, not every, I mean, in recent years, what they call the Isaac Redman Award. And that's a player that has kind of, kind of came out of nowhere and everyone was talking about in training camp. This is kind of like this, but not exactly. Because the Isaac Redman Award, there's some criteria to that. Like where you were, if you were drafted, you had to be drafted in one of the last rounds. Um, or not, you know, you couldn't have a year of experience of actual playing in NFL games or things like that, or you could have more than one. I don't even remember what they are, but we weren't, we weren't saying that because we didn't want to, you know, handcuff ourselves. We're talking about who's that player that everyone's going to get all talking and and, and excited about in a good way, meaning that you're going to hear more than what you maybe should. Who are we going to be talking about on Tuesday nights during training camp? Really? Oh, exactly. Is, is, yeah. We, who are you going to bring up like, oh my gosh. Did you, yeah, yeah, exactly. In in the month of August at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays, who's going to be the topic of discussion? Oh my goodness. Did you, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. You're yep. you're exactly right. If you want an example, think two years ago, Tuzar skipper. That's a good example. You know, he was a guy came out of nowhere. Everyone and it doesn't have to be a come out of nowhere guy. Last year's. Nope. Last year's Isaac Redmond winner was actually UG three. That was Shannon's guy. My guy should have won it. And I showed during the season that I was right. My guy was Ray Ray McLeod because even though he was drafted by another team, he was a, you know, a cast off. The Steelers brought in and he was going to come in and make the team and do something. So that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. So Rich, we're going to start working through this. I did you counters down in order, or do you just have five in general? Um. No, I, I I pretty much can go in order. Okay. So five, we'll start with five. you. This is what okay. we've been doing. We like doing these fives and count them down because it's a lot of fun. So, all right. So I'm going to start
1: with five. My number five. You might raise an eyebrow at a little bit that I've put this person in there, but after I say the name and I go into my explanation as why this person's there, it's going to make a lot more sense. Um. I went with a second year player for number five. Um. Will be. Um, the son of Sam, uh, Alex Highsmith.
0: Oh, okay. The son of <laughs> Alex like Highsmith. Okay.
1: Um, reason being, first of all, we got a little teaser. Mm-hmm. We've seen that, that extreme physique that has found its way mm-hmm. onto social media. That gets the buzz going. Okay. Bud Dupree now gone. He's expected mm-hmm. to step in, be the starter. Everybody's wondering, what are we going to see if he comes into camp with that now I'll call massively built physique Uh and just starts to dominate and things like that? We're going to hear a lot of Alex Highsmith talk exactly. Okay, so I he he mm said he set it up Mm -hmm. with this social media stuff on you know, seeing he's been working out and what he's been doing. Now we'll go. Yeah,
0: you're, 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 people are like, "Wow!" I crack people <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. But what a nickname! <laughs> yeah, same. Wow. Uh, I don't know if that's I do not I don't. I don't know if that's a nickname he would like. Um, I, I'm going to say this. I thought about Alex Highsmith for one specific category. I left my number five player, to that I specifically wanted to do a player that had that wasn't a rookie but has also been talked about a lot during the off season. And wow. I feel Alex Highsmith fits into that category. Yes. And I'm like, that's what I wanted to do for a number five. And I almost did Highsmith, but I went with someone else. Okay. So I kind of tipped it off that Highsmith's not on my list, but he was considered for that reason. And I love your explanation. The one I went with was the new Steeler, Dwayne Haskins. It's okay. I think a lot of people now, the only thing that could keep him off this list is if he, looks like he did in Washington. You know, he, he's gotta play well to get there. And that's why I definitely wouldn't put him higher because nope. he he really has to come. And that's honestly my my next person the next person I have on this list is the same way. This is assuming that they you know if they start playing decent, everyone's gonna talk about them. So
1: well and and I can understand why you put him on there too um which you know Actually, if you're all right, I'm gonna go ahead and name my number four. My number four go was Dwayne it. Haskins. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So we're um, thinking on the same wave. Yes, we are thinking on the same thing there. Um, he's going to potentially get the opportunity to be talked about a good bit because he's going to see a decent number of snaps in the preseason.
0: Yeah. Very yeah.
1: Exactly. He's very he's very likely to see a decent amount of snaps in the preseason. And if he comes in and makes the most of that time we will be talking about him a lot.
0: And honestly, I'm going to be wrong one way or the other, because either he's not going to be on, on someone talked about in a good way. And he's not, and he doesn't make this list or I'm going to be wrong where I said, I didn't have him as the third quarterback on the Steelers roster. I still had it as Josh Dobbs until I, when I predicted that with Jeff Hartman weeks ago, we got to do another one of those here before training camp. And, where I'm saying, until I see him in black and gold doing things, I'm going to say he has to unseat dumps. That's just the yeah. way I look at it. So I'm probably going to be be right and wrong. I'm, I'm going to go one and one because I'm basically betting opposite things right now. If you think right. about it, so so that was you your Dave answer. Yeah, now, no,
1: this I'm is a kidding. whole
0: different question. I this is a whole different question, but I could. But what I'm saying is. I don't know what to expect. I, like someone said in the live chat, it's already gone up. so I can't say who it was, was, you know, is, is he a Paxton Lynch? You know, is, is he a Paxton Lynch that came in first round, first round draft pick, see if they can revive something to Pittsburgh. Didn't work out. You know, my thing is, or is he a Ryan Tannehill? Is he a player that didn't, although Tannehill was much longer in Miami, you know, that Haskins was in Washington, but even after getting a big contract, he was just never really the guy and they eventually right. moved on from him. And then he's found success somewhere else. Yep. So we will see. I think, I think it's good that we both had him on our list. He has the potential. Trust me, if he plays well, he's going to get talked about. So I think you're yep. right. My number four is I already saw it in the live chat, but I had mine written down way before you all is I have one Shakur Brown or Sh- mm-hmm. Shakur I might've said, I might've mispronounced it. Cornerbacks. Uh, what's that? That's who I was considering at number
1: five. Yeah. Highsmith. So gotcha. man, we're, we're in the same.
0: We're, we're in the same ballpark. Yep. I He's a cornerback undrafted out of Michigan state. There were people on the website, behindsteelcurtain.com. You want to stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers, that were talking about him as a late round draft pick. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers got him as an undrafted free agent. Yep. So there is potential there um, at the cornerback position when, whether it be you know in the nickel or just adding for depth, is he going to be to the 2020 James Pierre that is basically on the team, plays special teams, and continues to develop and gets a little bit of playing time later on? You know, I don't know that he's ready to step. I don't know that an undrafted guy is going to come right in and week one be your be your slot corner. Uh, that might be way too much to ask. I'm just saying I think he's going to get talked enough of talked about enough in a good way that he could either A make the 53 or B definitely stick around with the practice squad if he doesn't get poached. Um and be someone that that will be talking about again next next training camp. Do you want to say anything else about him? Nope. Good. All right. So you you almost had him. So we're gonna go ahead. Let's go ahead and do number three, our or number threes before we do our break. And we'll go ahead and do okay. that and then we'll then we'll polish them off. So all
1: right. My number three would be someone you happened to just mention, would be one James Pierre. Oh <laughs> all um, right. Um James Pierre, I think we could be talking about because I think to no one's surprise, he is going to be potentially pushing for that uh, starting corner spot on the opposite side of Joe Hayden.
0: All right. You are going to hear this. It won't be tomorrow because we're already, you know, scheduling out stuff. Our vertex this week is going to be coming out Thursday, and we're talking about our loss versus gains, and it was slot corner. And I, from the stats point, didn't even talk about gains. I said, I'm just going to look at the loss because – I don't know what the answer is because I don't know that the Steelers have figured out the answer. Jeffrey Benedict is really on board with James Pierre being the slot corner. You know, I thought, oh, well, he could play on the outside and Cam Sutton could slide in. And he's he's got me sold now that Sutton is great to play dime, but he's not physical enough to play nickel up right. on the line and blitz everything. And that he thinks that as physical as James Pierre plays in the limited time that he got, that he's someone who could bring that physicality and could actually be there. I don't. I'm, I'm not calling that. That's what no. Jeffrey's calling. But I tell you what, I'd, I'd love to see it. So that that's pretty interesting that, that you went with Pierre there, and I could totally, totally see that. I went a little bit different route because i I went with I went with the Go 2021 ahead. draft pick. Yeah, and I went with a high draft pick. Oh, really? A somewhat okay. high draft pick. I went with Kendrick Green. Okay. I think Kendrick Green everything that he does is 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 going to be talked about and the positives are going to be brought out big time because people are going to look to see if he's going to be the guy that can come in and replace Marquise Pouncey and how soon he's going to be ready to do that. So I think he's going to be a guy that gets a lot of positive buzz. Okay. So anything you want to say there or do you need to or, or are you good? I'm okay. Okay. You're okay. Well, with that, we're partway through and we're halfway through the show. So we're going to go ahead and take our break here. If you're listening on the audio side, go ahead and click on over to part two. If you're here on Facebook or YouTube, just hold on for a few seconds and we'll be right back so we can each give our top two. So stick around.